1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30am to 2.30pm serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at Poor Richard's Cafe located off of Avenue K in Plano. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch, being joined by Justin Thomas and Taylor Raglin. And gentlemen, let's do a little school year in review. We, uh, I guess we began this a, a few weeks ago. I think we just needed content to fill in episodes, so we right. <laughs> cranked out the year in review for Plano, uh, Rowlett, and Mesquite. So a few weeks later, let's pick that back up, and I guess for these next few episodes, just uh, go market by market and, uh, yeah, just look back on the school year that was. So we've got uh, three markets to touch on for today. Uh, we're going to go Carrollton, Allen, and Flower Mound. There's no real rhyme or reason why those three, but that's what we're going to go with. So, uh, yeah, Justin, let's start over in Carrollton. Between Hebron, between Carrollton Farmers Branch ISD, um, just kind of reflect on the school year that was out in
2: that neck of the woods. We can kind of start with the CFB schools because... Uh, what a year! It was a year. Realignment did enough, them good. <laughs> it did do them good. It didn't look like it was going to during football season, but outside of the gridiron, they had a pretty, uh, pretty good athletic seasons, pretty much uh, all three programs with Smith and Turner actually made the progr- the playoffs in five sports. Mm-hmm. Creepy made it in third, and some teams did some damage when they got in the playoffs, too, so um, what was looking like it was going to be pretty tough at the start during football, mm-hmm. they acquitted themselves pretty well in these other teams' bracketed sports. Um, I guess you got to stand... The standouts have to be kind of in the soccer where um, Creepy actually made it to the... Uh, regional quarterfinals and then Turner lost in the area round, so mm-hmm. both of the girls soccer teams had pretty good runs there, Run, running into teams that made their way to the regional tournament, so um, I guess no surprise there, but you know, they kind of equated themselves the best on the soccer mm-hmm. pitch, boys and girls soccer, I would say.
1: And then you had the, the R.L. Turner baseball team. What was that, their first playoff appearance in like 30 years yeah, or something, something like that, crazy yeah.
2: like that? Yeah, I think from since 1988, so almost over 30 years. And then they ended up winning in the first round and making the second round. There you go. And then, you know, Smith actually finished ahead of them in district, finishing second, mm-hmm. and they got out to the area round too. So um, not just getting into the playoffs, but winning some games. So encouraging signs there for the CFB programs.
1: Much, uh, much better than
2: being just fed
1: to the prospers and the, yeah. uh, the colonies yep. and the Kenny Norths of the world these last. Uh, the last couple years in
2: 14.5a. Um, I guess then in 6a you had Hebron, and I guess kind of depends on how you want to look at things. You know, this mm-hmm. is a program that's won state tournaments in volleyball, girls' soccer, cross country. No state tournaments for Hebron, but I um, don't know if you knew this. They were actually the only 6-6-8 team that made the playoffs in all eight sports. Hmm. So still a pretty good all-around okay. season. Anytime you can get to the postseason in all eight sports, that's a pretty little impressive feat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things started off well with their football team, getting to the third round for just the third time ever um, before they ran into um Riches and Pierce might have helped them out a little yeah, bit in that run, too. A little, b- too, b- little <laughs> bit. <laughs> taking that <out> Cedar Hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so so good, good run okay. for the football team, led by you know Trajan Bridges, and he did a little on the basketball court um, before he left to Oklahoma early, yep. but um, just weird not seeing, talking about this volleyball team winning state, we'll have another right team now, man. that one state in volleyball we'll get to later on this yeah. episode here, but um, still a good season for the volleyball team, getting to the third round, or, or excuse me, not the third round, but, uh, falling to Southlake Carroll in the first round, hmm. but... Um, no shame in losing to them early so pretty good athletic year for hebron get the state and boys golf as well for the first time in 6a so and then um, jenny park girls golf wraps up her uh legendary career there mm-hmm. four times four state appearances and she gets her third individual state medal so shout out to jenny for uh, wrapping up her career on a on a positive there mm-hmm.
1: Let's see, alright, so we'd want to talk a little Allen now, Taylor?
2: Sure, you want to start with Lovejoy or Allen? Allen,
1: Allen? Let's start now, let's start with Lovejoy. First. Okay. Let's get the Leopards out of the like, way, give them their due, another yeah. like, another solid year for the Lovejoy Leopards.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's how I would describe it. It was a very typical Lovejoy athletics year. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs in all eight sports, um, runner-up to McKinney North a lot, mm-hmm. um, but you know outside of that pair of teams at district um, not especially strong some up and coming programs some programs that a it's, a, it's a
1: tiny district yeah,
3: so. a little feisty but yeah. but McKinney North and Lovejoy clearly dominated um, as usual with Lovejoy the volleyball team made the deepest run all the way to the state final uh, lost some intrigue there uh, with Jason Nicholson uh, taking the team to the state final and the, the run he's had um being ousted uh, for for Ryan Mitchell, the assistant coach who used to coach at Lovejoy, left to go be at South Lake, came back to Lovejoy as an assistant. So you know, with with everything going on, I'm not sure how much they've released about it, but it seems like you know he decided he wanted to come back, and, and Nicholson was probably his days were numbered as soon as as soon as he decided it to, to be back in the fold. But nevertheless, another good year um, should continue. I mean, every year they're good. Mm. Um, Every year they have the potential to go to the state tournament and, and win a state championship, fell just short this year. But another team that fell just short, uh, the the boys' cross-country team, uh, third place at state after a couple of state championships in a row. So um, I don't know if you want to call that a disappointing year for Lovejoy. It's not in reality, but for them, who knows how they view it. But uh, those were the two standout programs. Baseball um, had a really good season. I think baseball might have been their biggest kind of um, you never want to say let down for a team that went to the third round of the playoffs and, and went to a three game series and, and lost on a walk off in two of those games yeah. but um, that team was certainly good enough to, to make a run to um, the later rounds potentially the state tournament and, and just ran into a Frisco uh, Lone Star team that happened to get the best of them two nights in a row like I said on, on walk off so uh, another program that stood out but you know, just a very typical Lovejoy year. They have good athletics programs. Football made the playoffs. Every 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 standing space sport made the playoffs. Cross country and track teams were good. Volleyball was dominant, and uh, you know you expect kind of the same next year. And that's how things go, especially in in that district. Like I said, when it's really McKinney North and Lovejoy at the top, and then kind of a you know it doesn't fall off a cliff, but they're not that. There's program. a
1: pretty firm line of demarcation yeah. between them and the Shermans and the
3: Denisons yeah. of that uh, of
1: that district. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for Allen, a, uh, I mean, for being the state's largest high school, um, just a uh, another kind of like Lovejoy, a typical year for uh, for the Allen Eagles. They made the playoffs in six of the eight standings-based sports. They won district championships in football, girls' basketball, girls' soccer, and boys' soccer, um, in addition to, uh, you know, the girls' track team won district, as did the girls' swim team and the wrestling team. Wrestling team was the only state champion to come from the, uh, from the city, though. Um, so whereas they made the playoffs in six of the Eight standings-based sports that was second in District 96 a only to Prosper, um, but there was definitely some heft to uh, to yeah. what the Eagles accomplished once they got into the playoffs. They made it to the state tournament in three sports of those of those eight, I should say. Uh, football, making it to the yep. state semifinals for the seventh straight year, uh, just continuing one of the great runs in recent Texas high school football history. Just an absolutely loaded All-time team. Texas high school football. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's a special run the Eagles are uh, are immersed in right now, and this team was. I mean as loaded as any that Allen's had yep. As like Grant Tisdale, Theo Weiss Jaden Jernigan, EJ and Doma Ogar And you know they uh, they just Took care of business in typical Allen fashion And then um, you know you get to the state semifinals And it really was kind of like a, uh, An immovable object meets irresistible yep. Force dynamic with them against Duncanville And um, just one of the uh, One of the better games that I got to cover all oh, year yeah. Just where Allen surpassed,
3: surpassed only probably by that state championship game <laughs> yeah. As far as, as good games some, on the some, whole
1: Some great theatrics and I mean you had Allen who was down. Three scores heading into the second half, one point, and then they erase a 21-point deficit in the third quarter alone against a Duncanville defense that hadn't allowed a single point in the third quarter yeah. all season up until that. Just couldn't get the score to push them over the top, though. Duncanville scores nine unanswered to close that out and send the uh, send the Eagles packing. But then you had the girls' basketball team and what they did and their you know, their best season ever, their best team ever. And it's, that was a lot of fun. It is always cool when you see one of those teams get on a uh, just a run like that for the first time ever in them. Uh, you know advancing to the state tournament and just the way that they did it so with um just this this knack for coming through in the mm-hmm. clutch i mean the team that just was absolutely nails in the fourth quarter yep. in all different types of games i mean there was a uh, in the second round against a very a fairly unassuming tyler lee team just an absolute defensive slog of a game yeah. that they grind out and then they're able to beat saxie at the buzzer and then they turn right around and win a uh, you know a shootout they almost score 80 points against you know flukeville hendrickson in the regional semifinals. at and team that was ranked number two in the state at the uh, at the time, and then they turn around and win the uh, the rubber match against District rival Prosper. Um, just such a uh, such a fun team to watch. You know, players like Nia Green, who was one of three McDonald's All-Americans that came from man. District 96A, which still, in hindsight, sounds absolutely insane to think of that that was even possible. Um, you know, players like Tyler Jackson, Sidney Adams, who became like there's just this playoff hero here. Man,
3: that was awesome.
1: It was so much fun to watch them, I and they ran into kind of a uh, you know a team of destiny you know, once they got to the state tournament against Old Converse Judson. Um, but then you had in soccer, you know, some history made there with the uh, the boys' team winning its first-ever district championship. The boys and the girls winning district titles in the same year, and both going at least, uh, you know, at least four rounds deep in the playoffs. You know, the boys got to the regional semis, girls went to the state semifinals. Justin, you were there to see their state semifinal oh, game. Is. A little bit of heartbreak in that game as they had yeah. to battle through a, uh, an injury to Jordan Colbert, one yeah. of their captains, one of their uh, their anchors. Um, what? One. In, a, uh, <laughs> in a long lost to uh, to Katie Tompkins, but um, just two great teams that thrived on defense. I want to say the girls allowed something only like one goal through the first five rounds of the playoffs, um, you know, and then you look at like what the baseball team was able to accomplish, you know, going three rounds deep, finishing second in uh in that brutal district, and they ran into uh, Region Two's uh, team of destiny, McKinney Boyd, and man. one of the uh, man, one of the great just what could have been's for uh, for Allen this year was in uh, in Game Two of that series. What happens if Boyd uh, left fielder Jack Brinkley doesn't make a diving catch for that final out, which would have, you know, if he if he doesn't make that catch, that scores the tying and go-ahead runs in that game. Allen potentially in position to sweep Boyd, and you know who knows what happens from that point on. But um, yeah, nevertheless, a uh, you know a strong year for Allen as far as the uh, the standings-based sports goes. And then you look you know kind of elsewhere with what you know Jacob Clark did for the swim team, finishing second in the 500 free and the 500 freestyle or whatnot at the uh, at the state swim meet. The tennis team finished second in the in the district, but wound up being the last team standing out of 96A in the playoffs as they went to the regional finals, matching their deepest run ever only to fall to uh, eventual 6A state champ Round Rock Westwood. Um, and then you have the wrestling team, man. Yeah.
3: You know, the, uh, I, feel like we, I feel like we beat the wrestling team's dominance to death on this podcast sometimes, but it's the only way you, to talk about it. You can't
1: say enough good things about like, it, though, man. It's, it really is one of the special, special runs of, yeah. any, of any athletics program in the state. An entire decade yep. of state championships.
3: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Like I said, I feel like we just kind of pounded in the ground, but what else are you going to say? They've been the most dominant program at that school including football yeah. for 10 years i mean it's it's unbelievable
1: and then um, just you look off the field at some of the headlines that they made, um, the biggest being what happened in the uh, college football and uh, pretty soon the, uh, the NFL with Kyler Murray a, uh, becoming a national megastar. And uh, it felt like just kind of a blink of an eye. I mean, this, you know, fairly, you know, for all he accomplished at Allen, you know, fairly uh, at least um, unheralded in the, uh, in the college landscape prior to uh, this year at OU. And he has one of the great you know, seasons ever for any college yep. quarterback, wins the Heisman Trophy and goes on to be picked number one in the NFL draft. One of three Allen players to get drafted, yep. you know, Bobby Evans and Greg Little. Little going in the second round of the Carolina Panthers, Evans in the third round of the L.A. Rams. I mean, Allen ends the draft with more players selected than uh, uh, several Big 12 programs, <laughs> including the University of Texas. Um, I had to fit that one in there. Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um, so yeah I mean just more uh, just more greatness from Allen which is these days it's just kind of that's just kind of how it rolls in that neck of Collin County um, so yeah that's a look at least at uh, Carrollton and Allen uh, Justin you got one more to talk about so we'll give you a chance to, uh, to catch your breath and talk a little flower amount in a moment after a word from the sponsor Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly pages of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now let's get back to the podcast. All right, and let's wrap this up as we as we continue our school year in review series. We've talked Carrollton, we've talked Alan, Justin. What about Flower Mound, man? What happened to Flower Mound this year?
2: Not a whole lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty low key. Uh,
2: pretty ho hum year over in uh, that part of Denton hum. County. Yeah, it's man. <laughs> the man, the, the, the year of the Jaguar. The Jaguar buzz started ah. really early in the fall and just kept rolling all season long. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun year to follow things in Flower Mound, in particular at Flower Mound High School. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Marcus, you guys didn't quite stack up to the Jaguars this year. Um, Very few schools did, though, uh, so that's there's no shame in that game. Coming but into the, you know, they haven't tabulated softball and baseball into the Lone Star Cup standings, but Flower Mound going into those sports was ranked third, so got to imagine that's their highest finish ever. They were just ahead of the team we just talked about, Allen. I mm-hmm. think Allen was in fourth. Don't think anybody's gonna catch Southlake after winning state and baseball again. <laughs> it would appear <laughs> unlikely. So probably not gonna get higher than third, but still a pretty awesome year for Flower Mound. Um I guess I'll start with Marcus real quick though. Sure. Um tough to stack up, but still a pretty good year for Marcus. You know, they make the playoffs, they return to the playoffs in volleyball, so I know they were encouraged by that. Um get there in girls basketball, boys' soccer, girls' softball, softball, and baseball. So, you know, there's no shame there. They just didn't quite achieve the postseason success that Flower Mound did, so that's why they kind of got a little overshadowed. they overshadowed there, mm-hmm. but still, still a good year for Marcus. Especially when you look at um, what some of their teams lost, especially girls soccer, and bouncing back and still having a real strong year. But we're going to focus more on the Jaguars here. Um, made the playoffs S- uh, seven of the eight sports. Girls basketball, or excuse me, bas- boys basketball and girls basketball were the only ones they missed. So six of the eight there. Um, But they win four district titles. It starts with football, you know, coming out of nowhere. Really kind of getting a buzz going in the the athletic department there at Flower Mound. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of seemed to really feed off the success that Flower Mound's football team had to kind of start off the year. Getting their first district title and breaking that long playoff drought. Then you had the volleyball team. Just, I mean... (laughs) Some to some people, they came out of nowhere. I know, I know we <laughs> not we, to this man I know right we here. Were hyping them on the podcast because mm. they were really strong in non district and no. taking you know, those state polls really to task every did. chance he yeah, could. Well, I mean, it was I mean, ridiculous. you
3: look at six A as far as the teams, the volleyball programs just in their district mm. and how good they were playing yeah. and the whole year. We, I mean, we didn't know what the eventual result would be, but they were solid from from start to finish. Yeah,
2: they went out to the. Uh, John Turner tournament, Pearland, got second there, you know, played good at that PSA tournament, mm-hmm. got right in the district, you know, suffered an early loss to Capel, but avenged that, took the district title, got to the playoffs, upset the number one team, Byron Nelson, in the third round, and then just really took off from there. They were rolled Southlake in the regional final, and then you were out there at the yep. state tournament, didn't didn't have too many scares in the state tournament, winning them both in four sets, um, so real, real cool story there with the volleyball team, but they weren't finished there. You know, they get boys and girls across the country, each medal at the state meet. And then we go into the spring and the, the cardiac jags <laughs> on the soccer field. They win the state their first state championship in boys' soccer. Um, multiple dramatic come-from-behind w- wins, multiple shootout victories, including the state championship match. And they almost got another team out the state after that when you look at, uh, well, they did, actually, if you count um, golf. So they mm-hmm. made it out in girls golf, and then almost get there in baseball. The Jags come up short against the eventual champ Dragons in the Region One Finals. So add it all up: uh, third in the Lone Star Cup, two state titles, m- multiple medals. Mm-hmm. So r- really awesome year for Flower Mound. And I guess you mentioned Kyler Murray. I guess I got to kind of mention you know one of their legendary players, Lauren Cox. Yeah, winning, uh, playing a key role in Baylor's championship uh, girls basketball team so mm-hmm. not just high school big year and college level for the uh, for the Lady Jags as well with Lauren Cox getting that done can
1: you make a case that just between the 5A and 6A schools that we covered, to have the best year of anybody in this in our coverage
2: area i, I would have I, to say
1: I so. I don't think so i mean it's
3: it's hard to top especially those i mean 6A volleyball is a beast yep. and they yep. won state there 6A soccer is a beast you know baseball what are you going to do? You get beat by South Lake in the regional final. Yeah, but just, just uh, the overall effort, the championships, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I can't think of anybody that, yeah. that had a better year. I didn't even
2: mention uh, Alex Meyer and Natalie Cook winning medals. Yeah. Right yeah. The state track as well. As and football, like you said. I mean, Mariel, Daniel from Marcus, too. She got a couple, but yeah. I would have to say Flower Mound was the best all-around program here, you know. Crazy. Who would have, what kind of odds could you have got on that heading into the school year? Yeah. Pretty but good ones. That's, I think one of the things that, to note is, though, like, I know there are different sports and stuff, but it really seems like some programs really do feed off the success of, like, other sports. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think what football started and volleyball started permeated throughout the whole program throughout the year.
3: Well, and vice versa, too, because if you... I mean, we're not going to go into this in detail, but, you know, you look at Plano West's athletic year and how bad football was, it kind of tinges the whole year, Mm -hmm. and you view it that way, when really, Plano West didn't have that bad of a year, but just the way it started and with football, you kind of look at this year and be like, oh, Plano West.
2: But, you know, these kids are all friends in their schools and stuff and Mm -hmm. you see one team doing it and you say oh volleyball do it why can't soccer do it and why can't cross country do it and I think it really kind of has a build up effect at times Mm
1: -hmm. and that'll uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast we've got what six markets down eight to go Um, we'll touch on four when the podcast resumes on Monday I'm going to be out next week So for anybody who's a a fan of the Matt Free presentation, then (laughs) next week is a a dream come true for you. So we will uh, pick up the podcast on Monday. Let's see. My schedule says Capel, Louisville, Frisco, and McKinney. Do a little more school year interview for those. Folks, you enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you all later.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area.